The message this morning is simply this. The race that is set before us. The race that is set before us. Now, we're going to be in a book of Hebrews, and we're going to be in a 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews. We're going to be preaching on verses 1 and 2. I'm not going to ask you to stand. Uh, uh, we're just going to go through this here, uh, here in a few minutes. But I want you to think about this morning uh, the race that is set before us. Now, to each one of us in here, that means... A different thing. Uh, uh, it could be the race that we that we have every morning when we get up. Uh, we race to get ready. We race to get to work. And, and when you get to work, uh, when it's over with you, race to get home. Uh, so we all have different races uh, that's set before us each and every day. Uh, and, and, and we really don't think much about it, but uh, I want to get down to the where the rubber meets the asphalt this morning, if I can. Let's look at this biblically, if I can, if I may. Uh, what is your race that God has set before you. What purpose does he have here on this earth for each and every one of you? For each one of us, he has a purpose. I guarantee you that. He didn't put us here for no reason. We are made in his creation. And because of that, we have something that God wants us to do for him. And we don't know what that may be. Uh, I remember when Sister, when little Abby got diagnosed with, with diabetes. Uh, I, I can remember just how that brought the family down and how it hurt us. But when we come to the point of our lives that we understood that somewhere along the way, God's going to get glory from this, we were able to deal with it. But until we got to that point of our lives and understood that he had her here for a reason and somebody was going to get glory out of this, it did not make an effect on us until we understood that. So what is the race that's set before us this morning? What is our race? Like I said, there's different kinds of races, but I want you to look at the biblical race. What has God set here for you this morning? Uh, in, these, in these verses, uh, he's going to tell us that, that we're going to be a, about a, a great cloud of witnesses. Uh, now, what, you heard me preach a couple of Sundays ago uh, about being a witness uh, to God. Well, this is a different type of witness here today, church. Uh, we are among witnesses. And if you'll look around, uh, each and every one of us here this morning is a witness, Sister Carolyn. Well, you realize it or not, you are witnessing something going on this morning. We don't know what it is yet, but it's the race itself before us. It's, it's what he'd have us to understand that, that it means a vital importance to, of our lives if you understand what it is. So we're in a cloud of witnesses, a great multitude of people. Paul writes in the book of Hebrews, he says, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with such great cloud of witnesses. In other words, among a great amount of people. There's people looking on this morning, church, on what we're doing here and, and what we're doing in our lives and what you're doing in your Christian walk of life. What are you doing for God today? If I, if I ask each one of you here today, grab a piece of paper and a pen, and I want you to write down what you do for God every day. Would, would it draw a blank? Would you have a whole list of things, or would you just have one or two? Well, you know something? It really don't matter, because God knows your heart here this morning. You don't have to write it down. 
we ask for prayer requests. Each and every time we come into this church, there's so many things that God floods your hearts with. But Tony, we forget it. And when we forget it, we feel bad for not mentioning their prayer requests that he put on our heart. But you know something? It don't matter because God knows our heart. And he knows what's going on in our lives. And he knows what we're suffering here this morning. He knows our troubles. He knows our greatnesses. And if you'll just turn everything over to Christ Jesus, he can let you run that race. That's set before us. It's something that's laid out for each and every one of us here this morning that most of us, if not all of us, cannot see or understand or realize if you search the Bible biblically, uh, Solomon writes in, 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 in a book of Ecclesiastes that, that under the sun that the race is not swift. In other words, our race is not to be fast. Uh, it's not about winners or losers. We've got to look at this like the hare and the rabbit. Uh, and I know everybody knows about the hare and the rabbit uh, where uh, the rabbit run out here uh, and he got a big lead uh, and he got out there and he got thought, well, I'll just sit right here. Well, next thing you know, he fell asleep. And here come that little old turtle and passed him right on by. Now, ma'am, oh, you may have taught this in school. I don't know. But at the end of the day, the turtle won. And there wasn't nothing swift about that. There wasn't nothing fast about that race. But let me tell you what it was about. It was about being persistent and consistent and knowing that if you just stay the course and run the race that Christ Jesus has set before each and every one of us here today, we can win this race and the feist has nothing to do with it. If feist has anything to do with it, most likely I don't see probably but maybe a couple of winners here. That's all I see. It's about being obedient and serving our Lord Jesus. He's not asking you to give up your life. He don't want you to think, well, my life's over. If I've got to serve God, it's over. Well, no, it's not. It's something that, that's honed. If you know what that word means, in other words, sharpened. And, and, and he works on us every day, Brother Tony, and he gives us, he gives us things that, that embraces our lives and, and, and each and every day makes us realize that if, if we just change a little at a time, he can make that difference in your life. He don't ask us to change all at once. We're not able to do that. We're not equipped to do that. When I rededicated my life, I just didn't go from evil to good. It was something, Brother Ray, I had to work on. You understand, I worked construction. I worked in a mist of evil. And that's out there, ma'am. Dustin can tell you, it's a bad place to be a worker. There's not a lot of good that's out there in the construction industry. But if you'll let your light shine, you allowed me to make my light shine during the last years that I was working, it will make a difference to those who see you like Debbie said I'm glad that you've turned your life around she knew the old Keith God can do it if you'll just run the race he says let us lay aside every weight here we are we weigh ourselves down with the world woe is me how am I going to pay my phone bill? 
Oh, if I can't, if I can't Snapchat, or if I can't text somebody, or I can't talk to somebody, I'm, Clarence, I'm not going to be able to live. Oh, my life is over with. But let me tell you something, church, that's petty stuff. He don't want us to think about those things. He ain't worried about your light bill, or your car payment, or your house payment, or anything you've got to do. What, he's, what he wants us to understand, that, 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 that the weight that's weighing us down is combined because we won't give our burdens to Christ. We won't lay our burdens down to cross. See, when that blood dripped at the foot of that cross, it did more than cover our sins. It cleansed the place for us to come and lay our burdens down. A place of that's holy. Clarence made this, this bench right here that we could come and, and lay our troubles to Christ, give it to Him, that we would that we would lay a, uh, lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset us. In other words, that that upsets us. See, we all sin each and every day. None of us here is is is, is, is perfect. We all fall fall short of His glory every day, and God knows that. But He gives us an opportunity to lay that weight aside. That way it won't drag you down no more. I, I remember uh, back when we was playing football when I was a young, a young child, we would have weights that we'd wire around our legs to, to help build our, our leg muscles up and, and, and make our uh, ankles stronger. And that was a weight that we carried around all the time, Brother Tony. You'd see us in school walking around. We'd have that weight on. People look at you like you're a little bit ignorant, but that's okay. We couldn't have been too smart to be carrying them weights around on our legs. But what we was doing, we was trying to strengthen that part of our body that it would make us ready for the task that was going to be set before us. Just like what's given to us here today as God's people and those who love the Lord. If you'll just allow yourself to to allow him to prepare you in your task that you've got set before you, he'll let you not only run the race, but he'll allow you to be a winner. Amen? He surely will. If we'll just do that. He said, and let us Run the race with patience. The race that is set before us. The race that is set before us. That we can run it with patience. You know, that's one of the things I think that you gain as as one that serves the Lord. that That he hones our patience skills, Brother Tony, more than anything. He does. I, 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 can, I, can, I can testify to that, that my patience today, and Kathy, I told you this, is a little bit better today than it was some 20 years ago. A whole lot better if you know what I mean. And you think, well, Pastor, I've got patience. Well, ask that guy driving down the interstate that you wanted to run over because he wouldn't get out of the fast lane doing 50 mile an hour and you had to get to work because what were you doing? You was running a race. You had to get to work. And our some slowpoke, I'll just use Kathy as an example because she would be there in that fast lane not getting out of the way. I'm driving a good little driver. Boom! Place your heart, sister you got that vehicle that barely did get over 55 miles an hour, so you've got a gym in your hands. So she's going down the interstate, and I said, get out of the fast lane. I'm driving the speed limit. <laughs> Jeez. 
You know, that ought to be in the 11th commandment. I'm driving the speed limit. Ronnie, I may have made it if we just if it had just been that that time. Yeah, you too. And that's how my patients got a lot better because years ago I would have run over them. I'd been like Otis there in the sheriff's office and him and Barney was playing them cars and, and Barney was giving his driving test. Boom, 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 get out of the way, Sunday driver. And that's how Otis would say it. Get out of the way, Sunday driver. Here's the important part of this message. Looking into Jesus the author and finisher of our faith. You have heard me testify many times that there's nothing no more precious than the Scripture. It's sanctified to the point that we can apply this to our life and it can almost make us holy. But if you don't know the author, it'll mean nothing. If you don't know the author, you just don't get it. Can't understand it. They have Bibles today, the study Bibles that translates the Bibles and tell you what it means and, and what this scripture means, what this scripture means, and, and most people today's got one of them. But if you don't know Jesus and you don't know what he did for you while he made that journey to the cross, for minding your sins, it don't mean nothing. It's just words that's written down. The greatest selling book of all time. One that I assure you will stand the test of time. If we just know the author. Bible tells us that one day the eastern skies are going to part and in a twinkling of an eye it's all going to be over with. Yeah. We're not going to understand that moment. The only thing we know is this, that the dead in Christ will rise first. In other words, those that was believers, that was originally saved, that's buried today, will, their spirit will ascend into heaven first, and ours will quickly follow, and we'll be joined with Christ in heaven. And we hope and pray that we see our loved ones, but you know, I've, got, I've just got to tell you, I've never read that. Ronnie, have you read that anywhere in the Bible that we'll see our loved ones when we get to heaven? I, I haven't, but I pray it's possible. I do because uh, I hope that our spirits can come together. But if you know something, if not, that's okay because we're going to be looking upon the face of Jesus. And there ain't nothing going to matter then, Carolyn. All's going to be light and there'll be no more darkness ever again. No more sickness, no more sorrow, no more pain, and no more tears. It'll all be perfect for all of us. This old body that, that we're getting as we get older in our lives, uh, the pains will not be there no more. That is Scripture. He's made that promise to us. He says, Who for the joy that was set before the endure, that him that endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Christ is sitting today on the right hand of God waiting for that nudge. It's time. Go get my people. 
I have stood all I could stand and I can't stand no more. The people that I created, no more righteous can be found. When's that grave going to be, Pastor? I can't answer that. I, I can't. I don't know it. But I do know this. You better be ready. Because there's no second chances. Uh, there, there, there is no, no cat. I'm gonna say this: no Catholic belief that that you're gonna have seven years of purgatory for your family to pray you to heaven. It ain't gonna happen, church. When it's over with, it's over with. Uh, there'll be no bags to be ready to pack. Uh, you ain't going to be able to get no clothes together uh, because, uh, A, you're not going to need them, and, B, you're not going to have time. You don't have to worry about where your phone is, praise God. Uh, don't have to worry about phones no more. Uh, don't have to look at them no more. Uh, this, we don't have to worry about that no more. There'll be none of that stuff in heaven. Ain't that a blessing? Praise God. There'll be no more phones that we have to deal with uh, or no more Sunday drivers or, or anything that makes us uh, so angry uh, and puts that burning in our heart that, that takes us away from Jesus. The things that the world is giving his people is taking his people away from Christ. We need to lay those things aside and understand that until we focus on the point and focus on heaven, it's never going to get better for you. It's never going to get better until that day. I am so glad this morning that he's made us that promise there was a man that came to me a few weeks ago after a service he said Keith the, the, the message you brought on my heart was just such a blessing and I was sitting here and just, just reading this and he opened the scripture and he, and he opened to the 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews and showed me them verses and all I seen was the race that was set before us as he was explaining it to me Lord put that on my heart a couple of weeks ago and, and, and I've been waiting to preach it for, for two or three weeks now because I know the importance of the race here this morning. So let me ask you, church, where are you in your race? Are you in a broken down old jalopy that you, all you can do barely get started? And once you finally do get it started, uh, you're in that fast lane going nowhere? Or are you in something that will get you there faster than anything if you put your trust and faith in Jesus? He'll let you run that race that is set before us. Ma'am, I'll come and get us a song. I'm about, I'm about done with my message here this morning. Paul writes in, in 1 Corinthians, says, Know you not that which you run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that you may receive the prize. What is that prize? Jesus. The prize is Jesus. You know, in today's world, everybody gets a trophy. You know, all you got to do is show up and you get one. And I don't know if that's good or not. I... You know, it's, it's, it's a pros and cons about that. It's good that children can get them, but what are you teaching them? You're not teaching them to strive. Tony, when, back when they was putting bark on trees and we was in school, you had to make it to even get to play. 
You know, as good as I was in basketball, I never made a high school team. Never. That's okay. See, back then, everybody wasn't rewarded just for being on the team. You had to make it. And, it. and it taught me as a young boy that, you know, I need to try harder if I want to get to that point that's set aside in our lives. Today's world can contest that all you got to do is just show up and you're on the team. It don't matter if you stink, you get a trophy. Now, the trophy don't say you get a trophy because you're stinker, the best stinker on the team. You just get a trophy. We're not teaching our children to strive in a race of humanity. We're not showing them that, listen, you've got to You've got to excel and you've got to work at the things that you do. And you heard me preach on this a while ago. Uh, our, our devices that we're able to hold in our hands is taking away the skills of those that, that God has given skills today that they're letting lay to the wayside. Because the world does not require them to be good enough all you got to do is just be. I don't think Christ wants that out of us. If, if we as, I say this word, Christians, settle for that, why in the world would he ask us to assemble together as brothers and sisters in heavenly places? Why would he have us to do that? See, there's more, church, there's more out to this than, than just confessing with your mouth. You know, they've got the other part of that is, and believeth in your heart. The world today is convinced that if you believe in Jesus, you can go to heaven. Ronnie, there's a second part to that. You've got to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, Christ Jesus, that on that third and appointed day, he rose from the grave and defeated hell, death, and the grave on that very day. And if you don't believe that second part, that first part that you've mentioned, don't mean squat. I remember when Aunt B come into Andy and Opie's house of life because the original housekeeper left, Andy was teaching Aunt B how to play ball because, you know, she was trying to impress little Opie. So Andy handed her the bat. She held it by the fat end, and she'd get ready to hit it. He said, no, Aunt B. No, 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 you, you turn it around. And she'll say, oh, she said, oh, that'll make it easier. Because he gives us the fat end of the bat, don't make it easier. We have to apply ourselves. If you want to go to heaven. Simple as that. If you're not willing to run the race and believe from the bottom of your heart that there's something set aside for us this morning, you're not even going to be in the race.
Bible tells us that God is not the author of confusion, and he's not, but of peace as in all church of the saints. He have us not be confused about what's going on in our lives. Paul writes, in being made perfect, he became the author and to all them who believe unto eternal salvation. Let's stand if you would please. Do you need to come pray this morning as as, as Mama plays a verse or two of, of what she's playing, just as I am, or have that on way, Lord? Or do you need to come and pray? And, and, and I, we have those that would love to come with you and, and pray with you. If you have a burden that you want to lay to the side that's just dragging your life down and you don't know what to do with it. We can't make it go away, Ray, but we can pray for you. Do you need to be saved this morning? Have you, have you got everything right with Jesus? If you died today, do you know where you go? Now, if you can't answer that question, oh, let me tell you something, there's an urgency in your life here today. Is that all that pastor preaches about, about being saved and going to heaven? That's the only thing I've got. That's all I've got. Go out into the world and preach the gospel. Tell them about Jesus and what he's done for us in our lives. Is there something you need to do this morning? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Lord, for this congregation of people that you brought before us here this morning. What a joy it is that, that you brought them here today and, and allow them to be part of this message and a part of your your church that we could come together as brothers and sisters and, and hear about Jesus. Pray that we heard from heaven and pray that the Holy Spirit was with somebody here this morning, that this message did not go out in vain, that it touched the heart of somebody here that, that truly is running the race. Father, for that journey you made to the cross, We thank you for when you met your destination as they, as they nailed you to that old cross, that old, that old piece of wood, and they, and they stood that cross up. You knew your destination. Your race was just about over. Father, thank you for that sacrifice that you made of your son hung on that cross. In Jesus' name I pray.